Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. So before we start, everybody, um, I need to apologize. Well, I'm going to do a real apology and then do a, I'm going to do an athlete apology. Um, one of the things in life is I've had to learn is because I'm having a bad day, I don't get to take it out on other people. Uh, my co-host did something that was well within, it was actually trying to be helpful, and because I'm having a crappy day, I decided to give him my ass to kiss. Um, that wasn't correct. It wasn't appropriate. So, Mike, I apologize. Now, here's the athlete apology. Uh, if somebody got offended by what I said, um, I'm sorry you got offended. So that's my apology. <laughs> uh, man, no, no offense taken at all, man. Like I said, uh, hey, listen, uh, we, we we do this as a team, man, and uh, you give me a lot of help along the way. And the show wouldn't be what it is if we didn't have uh, – both of us and our personalities brought to the table, so I'm glad to have you alongside uh, back in the saddle with me on a Thursday night. we got a lot of things to, to get to tonight, Mr. Knight, but uh, real quick, uh, don't forget about PHI Apparel. Check them out, phiapparel.co, uh, not com, but co. Use the promo code CHEFS at checkout. Get yourself 15% off on any of your Philly clothing apparel needs. If you happen to be a fan of any of the Philadelphia sports teams, I'm sorry. But if you want to represent, that's where you go. Listen, they got some unique designs. Uh, You'll be sure to stand out in the crowd uh, for good and for bad, depending on where you are. Uh, But check them out, phiapparel.co, promo code CHEFS to check out. Get yourself 15% off uh, there. So, Chandler, lots of things to hit up. Real quick, we talk about. Sometimes things don't always happen the way that they are supposed to. Uh, Tonight in this Mets-Braves series, 
game three <laughs> with Spencer Strider and Justin Verlander. So you think pitchers duel, right? Not wrong. It is nine to five match in the fifth inning. <clears throat> Verlander got lit up early. Yeah. Spencer Strider had his worst start of the year tonight. And I got a feeling that they're not done scoring tonight. But the Braves won the series, so at the end of the day, that's what counts. They got Scherzer last night. Came back twice from being down 4-1 to one and won the series. So, uh, take it. The Mets need to get off the schneid and win a game, though. So, uh, we'll see what happens as this game continues to to unfold. So, that's my first update. Chandler, your Yankees playing the White Sox right now. I think the White Sox got the first half of the double. No, they lost. Oh, that's right. It was a doubleheader. You're right. It was a doubleheader. Yeah, so I, I – well, the White Sox were leading late when I had to step out the house earlier, so I don't know how the first oh. half came out. I know they're, they're playing probably game get swept. right now. <laughs> they're playing yeah, game probably right get now. probably get swept. <laughs> Yankees, man, they just can't get everybody on the field at the same time. <clears throat> but real yeah. quick, let's go, let's go ahead and hit the uh, – the NBA first. Uh, Chandler, you watched any of this uh, Denver-Miami series? Any thoughts on, on what you've seen so far? It's going about the way I expected to. I use, I'm use i not watching it when it comes on. I watch it, you know, because I'm up all night because I don't sleep. So I watch, like, the replay that ESPN has because it has less of the commercials and less of the people talking because I don't like any of the people that they have talking about basketball because all of them are clowns. Um, so I get to miss the halftime show and all that other stuff. Because um, I'm just not a big fan of a man that's in his 50s still going to clubs. So I'm in, I'm in South Beach, and I'm still going to the club. You're 50-something years old, man. Take your old ass home. Nobody wants to see you in the club, grandpa, anyway. Um, but it's going about the way I expected. Um, first game was Denver. We figured because they're coming off seven-game series, Denver's had a lot of rest. Second game, Miami does what it does. They play harder. I think the Nuggets kind of walked into that game like, yeah, we got this. Third game, Nuggets missed their intensity, and the better team won by a lot. I don't think Miami can win this series. There's no way Miami can. Oh, good Lord. Somebody just took somebody just took a – oh, no, they didn't. Um, met Braves because I, I ain't watching any game. But um, if the Nuggets players match the intensity of the Miami Heat, they're more talented. They'll win. My My – uh, concern is Mike Malone only has one tool in his bag. Anybody who's ever watched the Nuggets or heard of Mike Mike Michael, sorry, Michael Malone press conference over the past eight years, when his team doesn't win, he calls them soft. We didn't try, we were soft. We didn't try, we were soft. What did he say after they lost game two? We didn't try, we played too soft. That's the only tool he has in his coaching bag. Um, get some more tools, Michael. Get some more tools. Because you mess around and let let this get to a game seven, uh, Spolster is going to outcoach you. But if the players decide to give the full intensity, this series should end in five games, no, no more than six. Well, I will say, you know, that's his, that's his press conference role. I thought they did some decent – adjusting last night because they put Butler and Murray in game two and really he had a tough time, but they, they changed tactics a little bit, <clears throat> had him pressing the ball at the elbow. Uh, you know, they were making some things happen uh, on the offensive end, getting him more involved early on. 
you know, listen, uh, the first time we've ever seen uh, two teammates with 30-point triple-doubles uh, in last night's game, yeah. I thought they adjusted and, and played pretty well. You know that Spolstra and Miami is going to readjust. Uh, if, if you're Denver, though, you're right. You really don't want to go seven at all. Uh, you would have the home court there. But at the end of the day, Denver had to at least get one in Miami to get one back. They did. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, they, they had to do that. The, the question is, how is Miami going to bounce back? We said this last night. Uh, Eric Spolster is excellent coach in this league. Uh, you Who know, once – Marcelo Suna just hit a home run, 9-6. to Well, you know, for a guy that couldn't get his batting average over 100, like he was, uh, he was, uh, you know, interstate batting averages for the first month and a half of the year. He finally started to come around a little bit. So, I mean, this this game is far from over, 9-6 to now in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, but, Mike, check your text. Will do. Yeah, this this game is yes. this is gonna be a bananas game tonight, won't six. Yes? Yeah, we we got another we got another caller calling into the cookout. Let's see uh let's see who we got going on from the two oh three area code. Who's joined us tonight on round table gumbo? What's up, caller? What's your name? Where are you calling us from? Who do we got calling in tonight? I I just called to to say hi to Chandler Knight. Chandler, are you there? Can can you hear me, Chandler Knight? It's head oh wow! Oh my God! You're, so so the, so the kidnappers let you go. <laughs> Chandler Knight, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. The kidnappers let you go. How are you, Chandler Knight? I'm good. The kidnappers let you go. I see. Because you got no, your phone no back. One. Wait, no one, no one's kidnapped anybody. Okay, I'm just calling. Really? To because. Say, because somebody's Wait, been calling your phone. I didn't want to be heard. I didn't want to be heard. I just, I just call. I keep getting cut off and all other type of things, and they're saying things to me. I just want to be heard. I just want to know if Chandler Knight hears me. That's all I ask, and I want to go into my monologue, okay? But see, I keep getting interrupted and interfered with because people are talking about Mike Malone blowing things up if they get to a game seven because folks are out coaching them. This is what I'm hearing. At least it's, then I got cut off. I can't hear. They screened me and things of that nature, you know. So I just want to know if Chandler Knight can hear me. Can you hear me, Chandler? Yes, the the kidnappers let you go. Okay. <laughs> go back to the kidnappers letting me go. Do you think somebody's going to kidnap me? Honestly. I don't know, bro. I've been calling. I get no answer. I figured you'd be kidnapped. So I know. No. Okay. So, so what I was gonna say is thank you for holding us down in the doggone kitchen, man. Um. So I hear you guys talking about the NBA finals. I'm pretty mad at what's going on right now because I thought Miami could like flip the whole narrative on its head and um, they let a golden opportunity fall. Now they definitely have to play no prisoner for this game four situation. And I don't want it to be like that, but unfortunately this is the way this thing is going to be set up. Uh, I, I, I wanted to see Miami do the unthinkable and put Denver in a situation where they had to play, you know, tooth and nail in like game five at home and game six and set up for a game seven. Now it's Denver's for the taking. And uh, 
I just want to see how this really pans out. But um, I'm happy to hear your voice, Chandler, and um, welcome back. Yeah, I've been sick. I've actually been sick for the past month. Uh, Lost 30, I'll tell you what, you, I'm going to tell you a quick dieting tip. Buy a new house, stress yourself out, and make yourself sick so you can't eat solid food for like a month. Quick 30 pounds lost. Easy peasy. I don't want to hear you go through that, Lugano. I, I, I want you to get back to eating wings. I want you to get back to eating wings and drinking steel reserve. That's that's a chandler I know, okay? That's what I want. Uh, things good, though, man. But but you know what, though? I don't trust Mike Malone. I don't trust Michael Malone. Mike, Michael, whatever the hell he wants to call himself now. I don't, And you know, Ty, you know I've said this over the years. Um, wow, this match game is bananas. But I don't trust him to be able to do anything more than call his team soft. I don't trust him. So I think if Miami wins this next game, I think it gets hairy. I think it gets hairy. I think the Nuggets, the Nuggets, honestly, to me, are more of a must-win deal than the Heat. Because we know the Spolster can coach. We know the Heat are not going to ever give up. What do we know about the Nuggets? that we've seen over the past eight years. We've seen them lose when they're supposed to win. That's a fact. I, so I, I, don't trust, I don't trust Malone. I agree with that, but what I, what I, do, I, I, I do slightly disagree on the must-winning game for this is a must-win for Miami, only because <clears throat> I, I agree that Miami's got heart, and I agree they play hard, but you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're down 3-1, you got to win three in a row, and two of those three games are going to be at altitude. Uh, you know, they did win game two there. That was the first game that Denver dropped in the playoffs. They were able to bounce back, like I said, and return the favor and get a road win in game three. But I just don't I, – I don't think that Miami wants to – you know, obviously don't want to find themselves down 3-1. I, I think for us to have a long series, I think this is a must-win for the Miami Heat in in Game Four. Okay. Well, I, like I, said, I, I just don't I, trust I, Malone. I, 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 well, both sides of the spectrum I agree with. Um, one, the crazy part about Malone is, is like he let Miami believe that they could go into Denver and steal a game. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, this could go any way. Game Four, Denver could go in the. Miami and steal this to go back to Denver and get everybody riled up to see the, you know, the championship level type of game, you know, for that everybody will want for game five to lead into. But here's the thing. If the others could step up for Miami, this could be so much easier because of the way that Miami stole that game in Denver. Like, let Jokic do as much as he can and stop everybody else because that's the hardest part of the puzzle. Um you're going to get Murray to go off. Murray's been able to score how he wants to, but you can't let this consistently happen. Like him get a foot in the paint and score off a turnaround jumper or, or hit a pull-up three on the way that he wants to hit it. Like they got to get the ball out of his hands and make this thing work. Like Jokic is the one that, that they can't let, you know, everybody else around them win that way. And um, it, it's easier said than done. I know that neither of these guys have really been here like that. I mean, Miami's been here in 2020. Um, they also been to an Easter Conference Final a, a year ago, but I, I mean, who does this favor more? And, and I really feel like it can favor Miami being at home for this game four. But 
it, it, it's really a coach's battle. I really feel like it's, it's either Malone or Spolstra, and I, I feel like Spolstra's been here so many different times it could favor him, but Malone is, like, playing with, like, house money and with a whole bunch of, you know, riled-up superstars on his side with, with Jokic going crazy and, and Murray on his side. I really don't know who this favorite, but I, I want to see Miami play that underdog role and get this one started, man, but they got to get out of game four with a win. They got to. I don't want to see them fight for the next three games and try to push for a game seven. It, no, I, I don't I don't think it sets up for that type of theater. If, if Miami could win game four, go back to Denver tied, and game five be the, you know, the pivotal game, That that's the way I want to see it done. Miami, it, the pressure is on Miami right now. They got to get it done. They have to. Real quick, yeah, before Sirius um, goes, and, and welcome to the show, Sirius. Um, my question is this, because Spolcher's reminding me of Riley when he wouldn't play Doc Rivers. Why the Kyler Hero's healthy. Why the hell isn't he playing? Go ahead, Mike. Now, so real quick, I heard that he was not, that he was still banged up and not completely healthy for game three until he needed at least another game to get right. Uh, welcome into the show, Sirius. Welcome into uh, Roundtable Gumbo. Uh, how you feeling this evening? And go ahead and uh, start us off with, with your answer to this question. Game four is a must-win for who? You know what? Honestly, I, I, I honestly think it's a must-win for the Miami Heat. I mean, I, I think there, there there's no really easy way to say this. You really don't want to go down 3-1. You don't want to lose two on your home floor and have to run off, you know, three straight to, to make it to a game seven. Um, the, 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 the task was to, you know, serve home court. You know what I'm saying? And with the loss yesterday at the Miami Heat still to do that. So you have to win, um, you know, on game four. And I, and I, and I honestly think you got to win game five. I think you got to win the next step um, if you have a shot, you know, at, at winning this. The way that the different Nuggets are rolling right now, the way that, you know, they allow both Joker and Jamal Murray to go for triple dubs yesterday is inexcusable. Like, they could they, – they got to wherever they want when they wanted to get there. And again, I understand that that, that Joker is, is is that dude. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to be able to take away somebody. Game two gave you guys yeah. a blueprint on how to 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 again. Joker went for forty in game two, and the Miami Heat still managed to win that ball game. You got to you can't let both of them, you know, eat all they want to eat and go back for second and third. You got to start somebody. And they, they failed to do that in game three. And if they're not careful, um, they get blown, they, they, they get run out of game four, and this will be over um, in a gentleman's six. I don't foresee them beating them uh, in a closeout on the road. And, 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 yeah, I just don't see that happening. By the way, before, before I pass the mic, Chandler, man, it's a pleasure to hear from you, my guy. Man, we've been playing for you, man. I'm so, I'm so glad to hear you, man. Best best wishes, man. Thanks for coming back to your boy, man. I miss you, dude. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. It's good talking to you. Real quick, uh, oh, we can we can circle back on basketball for a minute. Chandler, as, as I said too, it's, it's definitely a pleasure to have you here. Glad to be uh, uh, have you on the show with me again. DeAndre Hopkins uh, made some waves a few couple months ago. He gave a list of five quarterbacks that he would like to play for in this league. Somebody help me out with these, but I know that Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, I want to say the other two may have been. Lamar. 
Lamar and was it Jalen Hurts? Was he the fifth one? Um, there were uh, five I think so. Yeah, I think it was Hurts. Yeah, there were there were five quarterbacks that he listed, but it just came out yesterday that he is actually going to be visiting the Tennessee Titans uh, this weekend and first part of next week. Uh, Mike Vrabel was on that staff. The offensive coordinator was on staff in Houston when he had one of his Pro Bowl seasons. What do you guys think of this? Uh, I'm going to start with you, Chandler, and then we'll go to Timeless and Sirius on this. What do you guys think of this uh, DeAndre Hopkins visit to Tennessee? Is there, Does this have some legs with them being weak at the wide receiver position, or is this just a first visit for him to just kind of get his uh, acclimated in this free agency process, and is this something that's not really got a chance to go anywhere? What are your thoughts? I like it, actually. I think that's a good fit for him. Listen, Vrabel is the type of coach that DeAndre Hopkins can play for because Vrabel ain't going to lie to you, unlike Bill O'Brien. Um, he's going he's gonna to he's gonna shoot it straight, okay? If you look at the team, Vrabel's teams are always in contention. Even when Tannehill's deciding to try to throw the season away, they still stay in contention. Do they have Malik Willis? who was not nearly ready to play, right? And they still – what, did they make the playoffs last year or they, they just missed it? But they you, not, you see what I'm saying? And, and Malik Willis – Yeah, Malik Willis, we, we can all recognize, is not was not nearly ready to be on an NFL field, okay? Wasn't, I mean, he's a project, still a project. I think if Hopkins goes there and they get decent quarterback play, they can win a division again, um, you know, win a game in the playoffs, and then who knows from there. Once you get in, you never know what's going to happen. But I actually, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, yeah. I can see, I can see him in Tennessee. And let's let's not forget, since uh, what's his name Brown left it was AJ Brown that was there, right? That left Tennessee. Since he left, um, Tannehill has looked pretty pedestrian. So you give him a number one receiver again, and let's see what they can do with their defense. He was such a project that signed Josh Dodds, former UT quarterback uh, and practice squad guy in Jacksonville off the street to play quarterback for them uh, late in the season. TP, what are your thoughts on DeAndre Hopkins visiting Nashville and making his first free agency visit to the Tennessee Titans? He's wasting his time. He's wasting his time. Um I don't care what Chandler's talking about. That is a waste of time. Um, Derrick Henry is the biggest piece of the puzzle to that offense, and that's that. If you have spent any time, any seconds, minutes, hours, days or weeks or months or years in Sports City, I cannot stand Ryan Tannehill at all. Ryan Tannehill will not win games any longer in this NFL. I think at best he'll win like six to seven games this season. I know all these defenses will gear up like crazy to stop number 22, and that's that. If you had guys like A.J. Brown and Julio on an offense and they could not get it done, they both left, why are you going to go there by yourself with Derrick Henry basically trying to muscle this load as best as possible? Still, to me, I think Derrick Henry's the best running back in this league. And every defense that they play the Titans note, they're going to put seven or eight in a box to slow that down and force them to try to throw the ball. DeAndre Hopkins is not going to win a game by himself on the outside. Like, he's going to need pieces out there. <laughs> Those guys left for a reason. 
He is wasting his time. I think he's trying to entertain to see how much money he can get, and I think that's what it's been all about right now. They're saying that if he can get the bag, that's where he'll end up going. It, he's going to go there, entertain that conversation, get back to that airport, and walk right out of Nashville in a hurry. Um, I feel bad because Vrabel is an actual good coach. I feel bad because Derrick Henry is an awesome running back. Tannehill's days are numbered at the quarterback position. I don't know who they brought Malik Willis there to do what, like uh, to sit there to hold the clipboard until his time is out. Like I, I, this is that's a mess down there in Tennessee right now, and I don't think they make any wave, any AFC uh, playoff puzzle once it gets to January again. I I don't think that they suit this thing for the guys with dreads and that being D Hop and. Uh, D. Henry, I, I like the D.H. situation too. So, no, I I, I think that's a, a waste of time. Um, he'll be in another city soon. So the the interesting thing is they thought so much of Malik Willis that they go back and double down and take Will Levis out of Kentucky uh, with their second round pick this past year, and you know that's do. probably that's probably going to be their heir apparent at the quarterback position. Um, but we'll see. Levis is trash. You know, I agree with you. I've said that. <laughs> anybody uh, listening to any of my anybody listening to any of my pre-draft stuff? Anything I had to say? I'm not. I, the arm strength is there. Uh, the decision making is questionable. Whatever. We'll see if it can be cleaned up. But I'm not a fan of Will Levis. Uh, until we'll, we'll see tell what me, tell me why there. you're not a fan of Will Levis. I want to know why Will Levis is not it's your cup of tea. Both of you, Chandler and Michael. He's I want Sam to Donald. He's well, Sam Donald with a stronger arm. Sam Donald looks down receivers. No, Will Levis does not look down receivers. That's why Donald can't get nowhere because he'll stare at this receiver and throw picks that way. This has happened to him since. I'm sorry. Did you see Will Levis this past season? Did you did you watch did you watch him play? You show me the interceptions yes, he threw. Of course, yes, I watched him. Okay, he's a Connecticut kid. Of course, I got it. I gotta watch him. He's from he is home. Sam Donald with a stronger arm. His decision making is trash. He's going to throw the ball to the other team at the worst possible moment. So I'm, I'm gonna give you my comments on Will Levis, but before I do that, I, I want to hear uh, Sirius's take real quick on this DeAndre Hopkins visit to Tennessee coming up. You know, honestly, at the end of the day, here's what I don't understand, okay? If you put out a list of quarterbacks that you wish to play for, I don't recall Ryan Tannehill, Will Levis, um, Malik Willis being on that list. So why are you wasting your time going to places that you don't want to go. Like, it, it, it makes no sense. Like, if you want to play with Lamar Jackson, there were rumors that this deal was as good as done. Now I'm hearing reports that because of the Odell Beckham Jr. deal, that DeAndre Hopkins deal got nixed. We'll still see about that. If you want to play with Patrick Mahomes and everybody, any wide receiver, you know, between now and whenever that gets released, I'll always link to Josh Allen and, and, and Buffalo or Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. I don't see you getting on the plane going there. So, for me, I think that's a little bit more than just him wanting to go play with these quarterbacks. I think it's a money thing. I think he's trying to drive his price up. And I'm not going to also ignore the reports and rumors that have been circling at the simple fact that said DeAndre Hopkins has lost a step in this, that, and the third. Here's what I, here's what I don't understand. DeAndre Hopkins, for as long as we can remember, has been one of the top five receivers in this game when healthy. 
So all of a sudden, you are a free bird. You can go wherever it's signed for whatever, and no GM is calling you? Nobody's bringing you in for a visit? You decide to hop your behind on a plane and go to Tennessee to play with a quarterback who, according, if you listen to TP long enough, shouldn't be even in the damn league. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I'm not too sure what's going on with that. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and jump on this whole Will Levis thing real quick, and I'm going to get out the way and let you guys go to work. As a Penn State fan, Will Levis used to play with Penn State. He transferred to Kentucky because he couldn't get it done because his, his decision-making was horrible. Okay? He, he, he was so bad that he couldn't beat out Sean freaking Clippers. We had to we had to beg Sean Clifford to, to 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 come back and play his extra season just because Will Levis couldn't beat him out. He went to Kentucky because he got a skill in terms. Then he went to Kentucky and almost led the damn college football league in interceptions. So the the, the and, 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 and and if you look at the tape of what's going on in OTAs and rookie training camp, he's missing tires. He can't throw the ball to a damn tire. But you want to expect him to to, to to lead a franchise of this magnitude. Again, I feel bad for Mike Vrabel, okay, because he has yet to get this quarterback situation right, and I think it's going to cost him his job. But at the end of the day, I don't think the Tennessee Titans have a quarterback on their roster that is a legitimate day one starter. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if it's Josh Dobbs. I don't care if it's Ryan Tannehill. I don't care if it's Malik Willis. Keep in mind, I was one of the guys that wanted to still get Malik Willis. Glad I was wrong there. So a sidebar, Kenny Pickett, shout out to, you know, KBA, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, the Tennessee Titans are, are hurting, and they're, and, and they're trying to bring in a wide receiver, but they need to start looking at quarterbacks. They need to start looking at a way to improve the quarterback position because without that situation handled, it doesn't matter who you bring in. You're not going to get adequate quarterback, quarterback play out of anybody. So, at the end of the day, I think that this trip to Nashville, unless nobody else offers him, I think that this is just a bargaining tool for Hopkins. I think he respects Vrabel. I think he respects the coaches there. I think he wants to go in and see if he leaves Nashville with an offer so he at least has some something to – uh, used as a baseline when talking with other teams. That That's my belief in what this trip is going to turn out to be. As far as Levis, to answer your question, TP, I love the arm strength. I think the guy's got a, a, a rocket arm. He's got a strong arm. Uh, I question his decision-making. Uh, he, he, to me, he's very inconsistent. He runs very hot and cold. Uh, he he can make some crazy throws at times. And I just feel like if you are a high-volume interception guy at the college level, when you get to the pros and there's not as – you don't have as many weak links on the field and those windows become smaller, I think it becomes tougher. Now, maybe they can tailor an offense to to fit his skill set. I don't know. Uh, but I just have questions about him. Uh, you know, some people are projecting him to go in the first round. No way out of taking him in the first round. Uh, second round pick, maybe if you really see something and you believe he can be coached up. But uh, I, I would have taken uh, I would have taken Anthony Richardson over Will Levis. Uh, I would have taken a, 
all the other quarterbacks, all the, the top three or four quarterbacks in this draft ahead of Levis. And I've been wrong on guys before, and I could be wrong again. But I just question the decision-making and the ability to fit the ball in the tight spots. And I think the spots that you have to fit it into at the pro level uh, becomes that much more crucial. So that's that's my concern about him at the pro level. Okay, so um, I challenge all three of you to give me the receivers he had to deal with in Penn State and Kentucky, right? Because now he's coming to a stable where there's nothing there right now, so he's going to have to make a difference. And I know that he's a better quarterback than Tannehill and what uh, Willis is bringing to the table. Willis is a quarterback that was mobile where Levis can actually move, but he could throw the ball. He had a 24-touchdown season last year. In his junior season, he had 19-10 last year with nobody in the cupboard. But right now, with the pieces that he's going to have behind him, he's going to have a stud running back behind him and at least some type of receiver core that's better than what he had to deal with in Kentucky and the SEC making a difference. I guarantee you he's better than Tannehill. Tannehill's up. I know after they get rid of Tannehill, he's not going to get a job anywhere. These teams in the Miami situation with, in Dolph, uh, with the Dolphins and in Tennessee, they gave him a free $100 million contract. He's not impressed nowhere, nowhere. For him to have the receiver that he had, and, and AJ was screaming to get out of there. Why would AJ scream to get away from Derrick Henry when Derrick Henry got a two thousand yard? Because they wouldn't pay him. they wouldn't pay him. They didn't want to pay him. That's why AJ Brown left because they didn't want to pay him. It wasn't because of the quarterback. It was because they didn't want to pay him. What are AJ they going to do with Tannehill though? Do you, wait, do you think Tannehill is tomorrow? To are, are they is, are they promised a good tomorrow tomorrow with Tannehill? Honest. No. What man, I'm I saying is Tannehill is good enough to get you to the playoffs. Tannehill got cool. them to the playoffs and got bumped quick in a hurry. Okay. Okay, okay. Hold, hold, but he hold, got them there. Hold up, 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 hold up. Tannehill's only good to get you to playoffs because of the division he plays in. Let's not make no bones about that it. That's true. When Ron Tannehill, no. they, they, played in the, they, they played in the worst division in football. That's a fact. Yes. That's a fact. Yes. That's a fact. Yes. So my point is, if you're in that division – you don't need a world beater. You just need a game manager. Listen, I am yeah, not a fan of Ryan Tannehill. That's, that's okay, gonna be but they can't get Tannehill. any better. Okay, he's gonna Will take Levis the is now. not going to be better like, Will Levis Tannehill. Is gonna take, Will Levis is going to take the lumps now Will and Levis. learn compared to Tannehill. Tannehill is old yeller. They're going to shoot that boy in a little bit. You hear me? Okay, Ty, do you, Ty, do you remember we had this same exact conversation about Sam Darnold, and I said then, I said, Sam Darnold is trash because he can't make good decisions. And you said, right. no, but dubba 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 I'm telling you right now, Will no, Levis never is Sam Donald with more athleticism. Right. I've never, if, if you've listened to me over these years, I've never gave Sam Donald cre- credit ever, ever, never. Since USC, I was screaming, I was screaming that they were going too high on the lead, on the draft board with him coming out of USC. His The weaknesses, when they were showing the tape on him, they were showing him throw picks. That was happening when they was they sat him in college. They sat him. I, I didn't believe yes. um, Darnold so, Finn. So, so when they brought him to the league, Will I was Levis like, Levis is the same this? guy. I don't, I don't think – I think Levis is guy. better than Willis. I think he's better than Willis and Tannehill. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. He's not – Okay, well, Malik hey, Willis yo, yo, is still stop, two stop, years stop, away. Stop, so stop, listen, stop. I'm better than I'm stop. better than Malik Willis right now. I know because all Willis can do is move. He can run. That's it. He he can't do nothing else. He can't do nothing else. Hey, you want to make this interesting? What? Hey, Thomas, you you you, you want some bright out real quick on that? What's no, you know I don't gamble. 
<laughs> so I, was, I, 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 I don't gamble. I bet you. I I'll bet you Arizona iced tea. <laughs> I love this stuff. I love this stuff. I love this stuff. I mean, one other had Jahan Dotson. He had Pat Fryermuth. He had um, Parker Washington. He had Jeremy Brown. He had some dogs that came out of Penn State when he was there, and he could Wait. not beat out a busted Sean Clifford. Only only had I can think of is Fryermuth. That's it. And that's and then I give Jahan I give Penn State dog. Wait, when since since the, um the the commanders right now like you give me a stats this year when he was in college when he was in, college, he was in college he was whether he's at the NFL doesn't matter. Okay, who was getting him the ball in college? It should have been Will Levis, but it was Sean Clifford. And what was and what was his stats then? In 2020, he got 52 receptions, 844 oh, yeah. yards, average 17 a pop. As a junior, mm. that was a shortened season, right? Yeah, that was just that was a 2020 giant. How many games did they play? Let me go play? to 2021 real quick. Let me go to 2021. Let me go to 2021 real quick. Let me see what level. He couldn't beat out Sean Clifford. That should tell you all you need to know. And in 2021, he had 91 receptions, 1,182 yards, average 13 apart. Parker Washington. Uh, 64 receptions, 820 yards, average 12 and a half a pop. Like, I, I, again, I, 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 I think that's average to me. 64 in a 17 game season, I, I think that's average. I think that I'm calling that borderline average. That's borderline average. Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and gentlemen, Ty is only sticking up for Will Levis because he's from Connecticut. If Will Levis wasn't from Connecticut, he would not be he would not be <laughs> no, taping for him. Okay, 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 get her off. I want you to get all of your tests. I'm gonna I'm gonna let this clip go in a minute. So Levis' stats in his junior season two, he had twenty eight hundred yards passing, right? With twenty four touchdowns, right? So he had he had one good season. In college, he had one good season. Okay, and in the senior season, in the senior season who was there in the senior season in Kentucky? What receivers he had? And they were making headway well, in in the SEC if, too. If you're that good a quarterback, that? you're supposed you to make that. the other guys better. Because the, the first two seasons in Penn State, he wasn't even really on the field. I'm looking at this right now. He wasn't even on the field that much. <laughs> He, he said he couldn't been. beat out Sean Clifford. He couldn't beat out Sean freaking Clifford. So where is Clifford now? He, uh, he's, he's, um, he's an undrafted free agent. Working. He got picked up by some club. Yeah, he, so, so he's working in the Rovers firm. I think he's with the Rams right now. If, if the NFL is giving Levis a shot and not him, you tell me what's going on right now. Like, these scouts and these coaches know something, yes or no? Really? Really? The this, same the people same, who drafted Malik Willis. This is the same thing that happened. Malik Willis. This is the same. This is the same stuff that happened to Aaron Rodgers and um Lamar. Yes or no? Um, you mean those same scouts who drafted guys like Gino Carmazzi? Well, they must know something. They drafted him. Get out of here with that. Come on, see. I bet you and, Will Levis have a better question, career. Wait, wait, wait. We can throw this in the lottery, too. We can throw this in the lottery. I bet you Will Levis have a better career than Willis, 
Tannehill, and you could throw Clifford in there. You could you could throw all of this. I guarantee oh, he has well, a better. Well, well, okay, I'll not, bet you an Arizona okay. iced tea that he doesn't. Hold on, hold on. We could bet the Arizona. I, 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 I raised the bet. I raised the bet and put an Arizona handle. An Arizona handle with iced tea. Um, with your can, the ninety nine cent. I'll let you go go to war. We could go what, crazy. What, and, and, <laughs> in all fairness, though, in all fairness, let's be quite honest. If we're saying, if we're saying, if Sean Clifford, and, and who else did you just say, Tannehill, Malik Willis, and, 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 and Malik, Malik Willis, Willis, and Malik Willis. Yep. If, in all fairness, that's not a very high bar to exceed. Right. No, I'm just saying. Okay, so these are the names that I'm working with right now. I guarantee Levis will have a better. I, I say four to six year window in the league. He, he'll have four to six years of damage to do compared to what Tannehill did in Miami when they hurried up and threw him the bag. They hurried up and got him out of there, put him on the bench. They wanted to put him at receiver, got him out of there, got him to Tennessee. He had a storm of a season with Derrick Henry running for two thousand yards. That they gave him the bag because Derrick Henry went crazy, not him, not him. That's why he's for a quarterback now. That's why they're trying to get. They're trying to find his replacement right now, and they put Lef, Willis Levis there. And, and now this is the difference. If anything, they could have went to any quarterback. They could have went goddamn Derek Carr. They didn't even go get Derek Carr to replace him. They went to got Levis to go down there and Levis just play football in that area in Kentucky where they can. He's basically crossing the border to bring fans there. There's nothing right now in Tennessee right now. This is all a work in progress. Okay. If that's the case, they could have pulled the trigger and let Malik go crazy. And they, they was like, well, look, all we seen was him scramble a couple times in preseason, and we're not a- accepting that. Like, I don't I don't feel like he raised any eyebrows other than throwing the ball deep in his pro day when he was down in Louisiana. I, I, I don't, I don't well, think so. He was never taught. He, they did him a disservice in college. Let's be honest, Malik Willis. They did him a disservice because he never had a coach actually coach him up. All they did was say, Malik, run around and make a play. That's I all they agree, did with I him agree. in college. So this this kid is literally starting from ground zero. That's why it, it, they really they, – they stunted his career by putting him on the field. Malik Willis never should have seen the field for the first three years of the league. He shouldn't see the field because this kid has to learn how to play quarterback. He literally has to learn from, from scratch how to play quarterback because he's never played it. All he's ever done is run around and make plays. That's not quarterback. The, the interesting thing is in this division. They, they did help me. I'm crazy. So, so, to, so to, to me, the interesting thing is in this division, and, and I want to move on because we've, we've been on Will Levis for a while. But the interesting thing in this division to uh-uh. me is you got Trevor Lawrence, and then you got three quarterbacks that were all in the same draft, right? I mean, like in this division, that should be the heir apparent, right? So you got what Richardson to Indianapolis. Right, C.J. Stroud goes to Houston, right? And now mm-hmm. you got now you got Levis in Tennessee. So this draft had three quarterbacks all in the same draft that are all going to be uh, in the same division. So it'll be interesting to see as their careers unfold, uh, you know how they how they pan out and where these guys rank. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you know, to me. The interesting comparison, and I think being division rivals or whatever, you're going to see them, you know, match up. But the interesting comparison to me is going to be Richardson and Levis and which one has the better career. I think C.J. Stroud is more pro-ready right now uh, than either one of those two guys. But I I think it's going to be real interesting because they're going to see each other twice a year, and we will see them match up moving forward. Uh, I, I will say this. 
you got Traylon Burks, the kid from Arkansas. Uh, Tennessee does need another weapon or two on the outside to take some of that pressure off of Derrick Henry to make teams pay when they stack the box. Otherwise, they're going to get him killed. If they can present any threats on the outside, and I don't think it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins, but if they can present any threats on the outside at all, then Derrick Henry can really eat uh, for that offense. But I agree with what you said earlier, TP, and that I don't think that this is a team that is going to be any kind of serious playoff contender this year, uh, even in right. that division. Right. And, and another thing, I think if everybody's real hype on Anthony Richardson, I think Levis might put up more numbers this year than Richardson because Richardson is a scrambler. Oh, Richardson, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. What receivers do we have in Indianapolis? Because they left. Um, Pease is left. Pease is left Indianapolis. Oh. So he, he's working with nothing right now. This is all upstart right now. They started all over. That was blown up. They just blew that all up in Indianapolis. So all of this hype train, because he could run like a deer and could throw the ball deep. This is the same thing. This is, shoot, all three of them got something to prove right now from Stroud, Richardson, and Levis. All three of them got uh, to the jump in front of Stroud. Uh, Morris, 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 Morris is the cannon right now. Trevor Morris is who they got to go catch. That's the bar they got to go catch. Because all three of them are running into bad situations. So the Texans don't look good, even even if, if Stroud is going down there and, and uh, Will Anderson going crazy on the defense. They don't look good right now. They got to build that up even more from what we just seen out of this draft. The draft is the draft. In, in Indianapolis, it was just hype to see Anthony Richardson go there from Florida. He didn't raise a whole bunch of sand in Florida. The Gators wasn't good this year. Go, go look at what the Gators did. If, if y'all are present with the Gators did, then ha, 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 I'm laughing like crazy. He's going to have to turn okay. this thing out no, right now. But- in, in Indianapolis, so the Gators went crazy this year. You tell me, I pull up their record right now. If the Gators went crazy, no, the no, Florida, Florida was trash, but they also have a bad coach. They, they beat Utah to start the season. That's the only good win they had. Really that was it. That was all I, they I did. The Gators got punched in the mouth every every Saturday. They got punched all in their face. I mean, I mean, if you want to get technical, Kentucky was only seven and six. They was over five hundred. And, and we and and, and and you're sitting here beating the drum for Will Lovett. But won't be the same so, wrong for Anthony Richardson, who had a very similar because record. he's an athletic freak because he can run a four three. That's what they did. That's what they did. So, I I want I want to switch gears. This is a very uh, spicy discussion, but I want to switch gears, <laughs> and I want to go to baseball for a minute. So, so you guys bear with me before we get to MLB because I promised this in the show preview. So I'm going to hit this real quick. Uh, this weekend are the Super Regionals in, in college baseball. So for those that are not familiar, they had 16, 14 tournaments this past weekend. Those winners all match up for best two out of three. Uh, these two weekends basically mirror what happens in Omaha, where you have two 14 brackets, and the winners of each of those brackets play in a championship series, two out of three. So this weekend, the number one seed, Wake Forest, is playing Alabama. Uh, but you can't bet on that Alabama uh, series. Uh, you haven't been able to bet on Alabama in about a month and a half since they lost their coach behind a betting scandal. Um, the 8-9 series, well, it would have been the 8-9, but Miami was knocked off by Texas, and so Texas is going to Stanford. So that's that half. The two winners of those will meet in the first round in the College World Series. LSU is the number five seed. They play Kentucky, the number 12. LSU has – probably the two top picks or two of the top three picks in the draft coming up this year. Uh, And then on that same side of the bracket with them, you also have the University of Southern Mississippi for the second year in a row uh, hosting a regional. They got an SEC team coming in in Tennessee. 
so that sets the top half of the bracket on the bottom side. Uh, Florida was the number two seed. They won three elimination games to get out of their regional. They host South Carolina this weekend. Winner of that series gets uh, a matchup from the ACC as Virginia and Duke play this weekend. And then the final two, Oral Roberts is going to Oregon. They won the Oklahoma State Regional, so they're going to Oregon this weekend. And the winner of that series will meet Indiana State. It's the first time that team's been relevant in any sport since Larry Bird left there. Uh, They are playing TCU. Uh, this weekend as TCU went in and beat the number three seed, Arkansas. So you got 16 teams, six from the SEC, the four of them are matched against each other, three from the ACC, two from the Big 12, two from the Pac-12, and then three from the mid-major leagues, if you will, in Indiana State or Roberts in southern Mississippi coming out of the Sun Belt. So uh, that is the setup for the College World Series. I want to hit baseball. There's a couple things that have really sort of uh, jumped out at me over the last uh, week or so. And, TP, you and I speak about this guy very often, but there's a fellow who plays for the Miami Marlins, little second baseman. Uh, And I'm going to tell you, watching this guy hit, it is a throwback to the days of Tony Gwynn or even Rod Carew, who was a former twin as well. Watching him this past weekend hang in against Blake Snell, who tried to throw him everything and fight off pitch after pitch. This guy's getting two hits almost every night. Y'all, Luis Arias in the middle of June, or I guess not quite the middle yet, but is flirting with 400. I'm not saying he's going to get there but or he's going to end up there, but Luis Arias is a, is a fun player to watch in baseball. Any of you guys seen uh, – I know you have, TP. Any, anybody else seen him hit or got any thoughts on what he's putting together right now? And any thoughts on that Miami Marlins team? He actually got yeah, the that 4-1. was still he, he actually got the four yeah. one, so like he, he did get the four hundred. Um, it, it's gonna no, four, it's gonna four, burn four, it, it's gonna burn the Twins, but um, Pablo Lopez is crap, and Arias. I mean, it's yep. a great story. I love him as a batter, but the Marlins aren't gonna raise any sand in the postseason. It, it, he's he's an awesome story, and, and I'm I'm mad that. The twins were just eager to get a pitcher in the staff, and and he's terrible. I I don't know I don't know what they thought they were going to get out of Lopez. I didn't like the move, and, and you get rid of the a batting champ, and he's going crazy in the National League, and he's looking up at the Braves right now, and and the, the Mets are going to be right behind him too. The Marlins, until the Marlins convince me that they're trying to build that team into a winner, I mean to bring at least a solid two to four players within that lineup. That's bull crap that they buried him in Miami to burn his career. That's that's bad. He's gonna he's gonna look like Tony Gwynn until Tony Gwynn ended up epically getting that team to a World Series in the late nineties and then getting beat up bad by the Bombers because the Bronx Bombers had a, a lineup of death in front of him. Like that that's bad what both sides of the fence, what the Twins did and the Marlins did to a, a great player of, of Lewis Arias. That that's how I feel. Yeah, um, Chandler, I, that trade still doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that, that trade still don't make sense to me. And I said at the time it happened, they traded him. They traded an all-star for a fourth starter. You're supposed to get an ace for him. You're supposed to get an ace for Arias, okay? You're supposed to get an ace for him, and you got a fourth starter. You got a fourth starter. That trade will never make sense. It made And Ty and I talked about it. It made no sense when he did it. It still don't make no sense. And – you're right, Ty. Shame on the ownership, the management of the Miami Marlins. Shame on them. Shame on them. 
because they have talent there. They have talent. Look at the players on that roster. Jazz Chisholm is an all-star that no one's heard of. He's one of the most exciting players in baseball. Ten people see him play. Ten people see him play. There's only ten people go to the damn games. Luis Arias' name, his name should be everywhere. But he's playing for the Marlins. No one gives a damn. It's I feel bad for him. What I'm hoping is I don't know how many what he's got left on his contract, but I'm hoping as soon as his contract is up, he catches the first thing smoking out of out of Florida. They moved them. They moved them. They moved them to get Carlos Correa. Like like Correa was ready to leave to go to San Francisco to go to New York. He was trying to leave, and you brought him in and got rid of him. You was good with him and Polanco in the middle of the diamond. Like that's crazy. And then you brought Lopez there. They are stuffing Lopez in the locker right now. Every time he come out on the bump, they're stuffing him in the locker, taking his lunch money, and telling him to go home and go get your brother and your cousin. Like they doing that every time he come out from Minnesota. He's not putting up any win. He's not producing no nothing. Today was his best start, and they still lost, even though the Rays are scorching hot. But still, yeah, he ain't putting up no wins on no board. Every pitcher in the rotation is better than him, every pitcher. Even the kid Varlin. Varlin coming out of nowhere. They, they didn't respect that. Billy Ober's pitching better than him. Just crap. Y'all, y'all did that to do what? To, to peace Carlos Correa? And now every every news media that you can hear is saying, Carlos Correa sucks right now. And he's out injured again. And this is what every manager and every front office feared, that he was going to get hurt, and he's hurt off of some bull crap. It ain't even like he got hurt on the field. He's nursing something right now. Baloney. Like, oh, man, I could do this for hours. Hours. And the crazy thing to me is Arias is probably right now the best bat-to-ball contact hitter in the game of baseball. So the Twins trade him. And listen, just like last year, Pablo Lopez had eye-popping numbers in April. His ERA was about one. But then once the calendar flips to May, it's almost like the clock struck midnight the, the the chariot turned into a pumpkin. You know what I mean? Like all the other things that happened, like the fairy tale's over. And right now, the Minnesota Twins are leading Major League Baseball in strikeouts. And they are on pace right now to break the team season season record for strikeouts by any team in Major League Baseball. Now, yeah, but it's not him. First place Lopez is not him. It's not him. It's everybody else. I'm saying they're I'm saying they're hitters. You take the contact hitter out of their lineup, and that offense is striking out more than any team in baseball right now. Oh yeah, that, that's a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. I thought you were talking about the uh, rotation. Yeah, you're right. I uh, no no. no. Yeah, and so as, as an offense, they are right now on pace to strike out more than any team ever has in Major League Baseball, which is crazy. They still hold the lead. They still hold the lead in the Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I will say, it, it's really sad that nobody's watching him. Chisholm was the cover guy for NLB the show this year, I believe. He was the man on the uh, on that game. So that helps a little bit, but this – this Marlins team can pitch. Uh, you got AJ Puck now settling the back end of that bullpen, and you got guys like Sandy Alcantara. You know they they knew what they were doing, getting rid of Lopez. Ever Cabrera has started to find the strike zone a little bit. They got some pitchers 
if they can mess around and hit a little bit, uh, this Marlins team may have enough confidence to stick around a little bit in this race. Uh, you mentioned the Mets earlier, Ty, and, man, I I keep thinking they're going to ride the ship. Scherzer lost again last night. We were talking earlier about uh, Strider and, and Berlander pitching tonight. You would think it would be a pitcher's duel. Braves are down by a field goal. It's 10-7 to 7 right now uh, in the seventh inning. So I keep thinking the Mets are going to uh, right the ship, and they very well may. But it, it's uh, it's not easy going for, for the Mets right now either. So, uh, and, and with Philly I'm struggling, right I, think Bryce, I think Bryce Hopper's hit one home run in his last 75 at-bats or something coming back. With Philly struggling – the Marlins may hang around. Now, I don't think they're going to uh, really – to your point, CP, they're not going to do any damage in the playoffs if they make it there because I don't think they have enough – I don't think they have enough bats and they sure don't have a home field environment. It's so, it's so quiet there. You can hear all the echoes throughout the, uh, throughout the stadium. They might play in front of eight people every night. But they're going to mess around and give this team a little confidence and make them think they can hang around in the race. I'm going to do it right now. The Mets – Screw them, screw the Mets. I'm I'm tired of it because I feel I feel like that karma could come around and get me. Screw the Mets. They they did all of this money to get those pitchers, and everybody think that Lindor and all of these guys could turn it around. The only one I love on that Mets team is Alonzo. Peter's a monster, and they can't get it done. Screw the Mets. I'm tired of them getting all hype, and then they like all oh, the Mets fell on their face. Prove it to me that you can do it, because right now the the Yankees are turning it around after they started out sluggish. Mets, enough is enough. Stop being that other team on the other side of New York in Flushing, Queens. Do something while you guys are watching the Braves beat your head in another season again. Like, it's, it's, all, it's, like, it's always going to happen. The Braves are always going to punch you guys in the forehead, and you can't do anything about it. Prove it to me that you could get out of their way. And you got all these pitchers there. You got Verlander. All of these guys came in to try to turn this thing around, and you still look like crap again. Show me that you could do it. Prove it to me. I'm from Missouri. Nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine is our call number. Uh, timeless Chandler series still here, and I with you for the next uh, thirty minutes or so on Roundtable Gumbo this evening. Uh, any thoughts? Any other thoughts that uh, you guys want to get off? I got one more for you on the East. The Braves right now in first place, but right now they are like twenty seventh in the league. Uh, and batting with runners in scoring position, you got to feel like that offense is good enough that that's going to come up. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think offensively this team has reached its peak yet this year, but Ronald Acuna Jr. is really playing at a very, very high level right now. Robin home runs in the field. He's already almost got 30 stolen bases. Uh, and he got 12 home runs, but like his last, have all traveled more than 420 feet, which is a record since they started keeping these stat cast numbers. And I think I saw something that said that he has more home runs of 400 and either 20 or 450 feet than any other team in Major League Baseball so far this year, which is just some crazy numbers. Um, Impressed what we see out of him so far, but once again, it's early June. And we need to see the guys stay healthy. Anybody got any other thoughts on the American League East before we move on? Serious? Are you still here? We haven't got your thoughts any on on, on this subject. No, I'm here. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm let y'all handle the baseball stuff, man. I, I mean, I watch it and I and I follow, but not on the same level as y'all. Cause I'm I'm going to sit this one out until we get to something else. So 
I, I'm going to switch real quick to the, the Central. About three weeks ago, uh, join us, Timeless, and I, every Sunday morning, the Timeless Sunday Morning Brunch, shameless plug there, 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday mornings. I said that the St. Louis Cardinals were the most disappointing team in baseball. Timeless and I went back and forth about this. And then they started kind of bouncing back. Now they've kind of started to hit the skids again. You guys tell me, when is the last time that seven games into their season series, the Pittsburgh Pirates had a 5-2 and two record <laughs> against the St. Louis Cardinals? Uh, this team is 11, 12 games under 500 right now. Um, still very, very disappointing when this is a team that everybody really expected to be there. Either one of you seen much of the Cardinals this year or have any thoughts there? I told you um, at the beginning of the season, when Marmol pulled that crap with Tyler O'Neill, I told you then he should be fired. That team ain't going nowhere with, with him. As a, and, and see, this goes back to last season. If you look at the things he's done, You still there? Hello? Mm-hmm. Oh, Did we lose Chandler? It might be Chandler. We might have lost him briefly. Yeah, I think it was. He said if you look at the things he's done, and then he fell off the planet. So we'll give him a second to get back. Um, yeah, I, but I, 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 still, his... I still disagree with you. I still disagree with you. The A's are the most disappointing team in baseball. I don't care what nobody say. And the worst <laughs> part about it is, that the the deal is stalling in Vegas, like something's going wrong in Vegas. Where Vegas is all gung ho to make this thing happen. If the A's get the Vegas, Vegas is going to blow up. That's going to be the city to be in, especially with the Knights playing crazy right now. If the A's can get out of Oakland, I don't want them to be stuck in Oakland again. Just like I said, a guy that I work with right now had bought a a parking ticket to go to the game. The ticket to the ticket that he paid to park the car was more than a ticket for him to get into the game. That is how upsetting and bad Oakland is right now. For the Moneyball movie, for everything that's happened, for the history, for for my brother's favorite baseball player, for Ricky Henderson to break the steals record, so on and so forth, for that team to fall on their face like that, I don't care what nobody tell me. That is the worst or the, the anticipation around Oakland to try to turn this thing around. They're not even trying to keep them there, but yet the whole city is trying to keep a team in, in Oakland, and they can't. They can't keep the, the Warriors after winning so many championships. They can't keep the A's there. The, the A's are the most disappointing team in baseball to me. But uh, yeah, back to the I'm back. Program. Sorry about that. Uh, okay, so uh, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to this uh, your point right there, TP, because you made some very good points there, but uh, Chandler, you got cut off, right? When you were talking about Oliver Mar- uh, Marmol, you mentioned uh, Tyler Neal, and then you said if you look at the things that he's done, and that's where you cut off. So uh, go ahead and proceed yeah, to that um, point. I don't know what's going on here in upstate. It's my, everything's been crazy. Uh, I don't know smoke wildfires or what, but Tyler O'Neill is one of those guys who always hustles. He's been injured. Marmol, after a game, Threw him under a bus, talking about he didn't run hard. He was working with a leg injury, but he didn't run hard. The rest of the team saw that, that you went out of your way to throw a guy under the bus, and then he doubled down on it the next day. He doubled down. You lost, you lost your clubhouse, bro, and you weren't a good manager to start with. So the Cardinals need to fire Marmo. I came back in on Ty talking about the Oakland A's, and I hope he was blaming baseball because – they say, oh, the fans ain't going to the game. Why would you go to the game when they traded away every good player? 
when they're running a four-a-damn team out there. Shame on Major League Baseball. Shame on Major League Baseball for this, man. Well, go ahead, Ty. No, so my, my thing is, and I agree with everything that you said, TP, about the Oakland A's and how disappointing that situation is. Uh, we are starting to see a, a few guys sort of start to mature a little bit there. That Ryan Noda at first base has a chance to be pretty good. Uh, but the only reason why that I, that I would call the Cardinals the most uh, disappointing as opposed to uh, expectations is because this is a team that a lot of people uh, predicted across the board to win that division. So the expectations were much higher for them. Uh, that being said, uh, it is a terrible show in, in Oakland. The one thing that I will disagree with you on TP a little bit is I'm not sure if this team goes to Vegas, if the ownership doesn't change and they're not willing to spend money, I'm not sure what that fan base is going to look like after a few years in Vegas. This is this is different. The Raiders only have eight, nine home games a year. Uh, the Knights have 41. This is 81. This is double the number of games um, in a season in that city. I, I'm, I'm not quite sure unless you really put together a winning product on the field. I, I'm not quite sure that in a transient city like Vegas that that team is going to get enough support. Are you kidding me? Wait, hold on. All right. So you're telling me the nightlife already in Vegas? Like, like to give them something else to do in Vegas? So if the Knights were able to turn that thing around in five or six years, I think that team came to Vegas in 17 with that dumb massacre that happened on the Strip, and God be with the families that are still suffering from that situation. They were able to at least get to the Stanley Cup that year and fell short. They're back there right now. They're about to bring that cup there. That cup is going to be hoisted. I want to I want to buy a flight now to go party because they're going to shut down the strip. So picture the strip in the summer with a cup coming down here. That's going to be bananas. And the Raiders are there. So just think about the transition of everybody. If you haven't been to Vegas in so long, that whole area is like transforming to like Raiderville. Like it's, it's all turning black out there with, with the night too because part of their colors are black too. So I I think that's a, an excellent step for them, and they already are looking to try to bring an NBA team there. So I think that will be a, a great transition to have the A's go there, and they'll get the support because the, the Aces are playing well. They just suffered their first loss to a team today somewhere on the East Coast it's somewhere I think outside of New York in between Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Connecticut, that's it. Connecticut, Connecticut beat the Aces for their first loss. Yeah, they they beat them today for their first loss. So that happened. But they still they got they got great things going on in Vegas with the Aces playing well. The Raiders are trying to turn that thing around. Hopefully they can get a quarterback there, especially with all this bull crap with Garoppolo. I, I don't think that'll be a bad move by any means to get the A's to get the support there. That that's coming in due time. They're going to spend money um, because they're going to get free money for three years. And remember, they're getting they're getting a Nevada or the city of Las Vegas to fund that stadium, so they're going to spend money because they have money to spend. You know, along with the tax breaks and everything else, that's free money for three years when you move a team to a new, and you get new stadium. Free money for three years. So in three years, they're going to spend. And what they'll probably do, honestly, 
is they'll probably sell the team once it's in Vegas because it'll be worth more. And they'll sell it to somebody who's going to spend money. Listen, this was a screw job of the city of Oakland and all these teams that left Oakland because Oakland was too dark. Let's be, let's, let's be very clear about that. Oakland is too dark for them. They wanted to go somewhere where there were more people that fit their demographic, so they're going to Vegas. But, yeah, they'll spend money once they get to Vegas, but they wouldn't spend it in Oakland. Okay. It is now 10-9 in the eighth inning with uh, New York and Atlanta. Uh, a two-run home run by Travis Darnell right there to cut this. So this game is definitely still not over. It is a shootout um, in Atlanta. So if you decide to make any prop bets today or any daily fantasy picks or overs on strikeouts for Berlander or or Strider today. You can you ain't getting that money back. Uh this has been an absolute slugfest um in this game. So looking oh, and also also a quick quick update for Vegas. The 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 Golden Knights are up two one right now. They are about to sweep. So um I'm about yeah. to buy my flight to Vegas. They about to they about to sweep this thing. Man Let's go Thomas. I'll meet you on there. What do you want to do with that Pokemon? Look, 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 look. I'm, I'm acting up. That, that's going to be a lot of fun and definitely, definitely worth celebrating. No, no city, no city parties quite like, quite like the uh, the Las Vegas. Uh, for wait, you, ain't, you, so, ain't you from New Orleans? Wait, wait, ain't you from New Orleans? Wait, oh, you better, wait, uh, hey, no city, hey, listen, no city parties quite like New Orleans either. Don't get me wrong. I didn't say that. Well, you just said that. Well, you just said that. Sports City, what's going on? You hear what's going on? I, I said quite happening. like, not better than. That's a, that's no, a you just said, wait, Chandler, Chandler, you tell me what he just said, Chandler. Chandler, what did he, he say? He said quite like. He said quite like. Okay. I'll let him get away with it. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. We can rewind the clip. Go back and listen <laughs> to it. That's what I said. Quite like. It's a, di- it's a different vibe in Vegas, just like it's a different vibe in New Orleans. The uniqueness of those two cities. Um, there, there's something different, uh, for sure. So looking around, uh, fellas, we have hit baseball a little bit. We've hit football. We've hit basketball. Oh, I missed it. Oh. Any? Uh, we 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 just hit hockey a little bit. Anything else that any of you uh, chefs would like to serve wait, up? Or uh, wait, so you talked about D hop? Did you talk about Dalvin? Did y'all talk about Dalvin or no? We did not hit Dalvin Cook? Cook yet. That's it. Yeah, he got That's released it. today. Wait, oh, so you missed that, huh? Dalvin, you no, know, I miss it. It's just I don't care. Oh. <laughs> because honestly, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook is is a good running back, but every time I turn around, he's either fumbling or hurt in big games. He hurt, right? Right. That's true. I give you that. That's true. That's true. So, but I so want all these people. Oh, Dalvin Cook, Cook will make a difference. I want them. Look, look, listen. If you want, Why? you can settle right on down in Motown, because we got speed all Why? over the place. If he want, and another thing, I'm jealous. I don't want him to be with Tyreek. If him and Tyreek get together, that's cheat, and that's a lot of speed. That is a lot of speed he on one team. He won't play a full season. He won't play a full season, so it won't matter. Him and Tyreek, that's whew. and, and Waddle. That's that's a lot of four threes. That's a lot of that. That's a lot. Okay, that's great. But if your if your quarterback is concussed, who's throwing him the ball? 
Well, that's true. Stop picking on Tua, man. Why everybody picking? <laughs> it's not picking on him. It's not picking <laughs> on him. It's the fact that listen, bro. You know, I've had ten concussions. There's no, there's no right way to fall. Once you start having, there's no right way to fall. Every time you fall, you're gonna jar your head. You're gonna have another concussion. So all of this, he's learning to fall and all this nonsense. Okay. Okay. See me? If he's playing after game seven, color me shocked. I want to see Tua play a full career. I want to see him play a full career. That's, I'm not trying to pick on that. but I want to see Tua live to, live to see 70. I want to see him live to see 70. That that's the interesting thing in Miami with to me because if he goes there, you got the weapons, you got the the weapons at the wide receiver position too with Hill and Waddle. Um, you know they they they're trying to this team get this term gets thrown around way too much now. People are saying they're trying to create a super team in Miami and blah blah blah. They this and that. Like I, I love the weapons. But at the end of the day, who's the trigger man? Uh, Tua, I think, showed, as he should have, since he got that much better at the wide receiver position, he showed definite improvement last year uh, when he was able to play and was on the field. Uh, But concussions are something serious, man, and uh, a brain injury at the end of the day, uh, you know, we've seen – tragic stories. Uh, you know, I think about Junior Seau and, and, and other stories and other players that, that we've heard about. Uh, your boy from uh, Connecticut that went to Florida might have had some traumatic brain injury go on there too. And we've seen some sad stories there. And so I would like to see Tua have a long career and I would like to see him be healthy. But at the end of the day, um, to Chandler's point, you want him to have a a high quality of life. And so, to me, uh, the quarterback position is still a definite question mark uh, in, in Miami. You can, you can have all the weapons you want to around him. Uh, it just how, how does it work? And can you beef up the line? Can you make sure he doesn't take hits? Can you uh, coach him to, to not – take that extra hit or slide or get out of bounds or just throw the ball away uh, to minimize some of the hits that he takes. Uh, I'm not sure. If he's going to come back and give it a go, we'll see what happens. But uh, what I will say is uh, that Miami organization from the front office on down to the coaches and the training staff and everything else, you can bet with everything that happened last season, they are going to be watched like a hawk. Everything that Tua does, all his all his movements and everything else, are going to be very much scrutinized uh, during this next season to make sure that we don't have uh, situations where he's put out there when he is seriously hurt or you know seriously injured. Uh, so that that's something to watch out for, in Miami. We talked about it was coming down that Dalvin would be released. On Tuesday night, there was conversation about Miami or Buffalo, and I said I feel like that, uh, he does want to go to Miami, and that's probably where he's going to end up. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with Dalvin Cook and where he 
where he plays next season. And to me, his best fit is Pittsburgh. His best fit is Pittsburgh, honestly. Um, I'll take I think that's the best fit for him. To me, it's an interesting dynamic with him because I feel like he's one of those guys that gets stronger as the game goes along. But maybe if you want to get as much as you can out of him, maybe he's not a guy that needs to be that bell cow back or touch the ball 30 times a game, right? Maybe he needs to, uh, you know, we're starting to see more and more teams, you know, unless your name is Derrick Henry, uh, we're starting to see more and more teams go to a two-headed monster type deal at the running back position and split carries just because of the poundings that running backs take. And you're starting to see, I mean, listen, Jonathan Taylor had a huge season uh, two years ago, but last season I think you were still kind of seeing some of the effects of that. So mm-hmm. if, he can go somewhere where, if he can go somewhere where it's sort of a timeshare, you know, I know he shared some carries with Madison uh, the last couple seasons, but it definitely wasn't anywhere close to an even split, I would say maybe 80-20 when Cook was healthy. So uh, maybe that's that's the answer where maybe Dalvin Cook needs to go somewhere where at worst maybe it's a, as Thomas would always say, I want to be fair with the number, maybe it's a 60-40 split there where he can share some of that workload uh, in the backfield for whatever team he goes to next. In Pittsburgh, you can split him out. You're not running him in between tackles. Um, you got the other running back there. You can give a lot a large hit. And the other thing is it would help pick it. Now, we know that the Steelers are going to have receivers because that's what they do. They draft guys in the second, third, fifth, seventh round, and they, they become all pros. So I'm not worried about receiver position. You want to help this quarterback, you give him another running back that he can split out, he can get the ball out of his hands that the defense is going to be looking at. So now that opens up windows for Kenny Pickett. It's a win-win for everybody if he goes to the Steelers, honestly. My name is Sirius, and I co-signed the statement. I mean, it's true to say, but ain't nobody worried about them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we, like him in we, see y'all, we, we see y'all this mm-hmm. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Thomas, would you like him in Detroit? Who, Dalvin? Yeah. Of course. Um, I would have a three-headed monster, because right now, I love the Jameer Gibbs pickup. Um, and Montgomery, that's the one thing I'm worried about because he's injury-prone too. So if them two, one yeah. will get knocked off. There's a, a dynamic running back right behind him. See, and that's another thing that I'm I'm hoping Detroit wake up and see too because Zeke's still out there. It's like, go get Zeke too because Zeke got that speed too. And he's actually one that will fight through injury. And um, I don't want to see Dallas get him back as much as they want to stick with Pollard. Pollard coming off a break. like So it's like... Don't let them get him back with a chip on his shoulder. Like, like let them try to fight their way out of that as best that they can. But definitely, I, I don't like the fact that Detroit is trying to go with a bunch of unproven running backs outside of Jameer being a rookie and Montgomery having a chip on his shoulder outside of Chicago. So with Dalvin being released, it's like go get him. More, or And uh, Zeke getting released too. Both of them out there on the open market and ain't nobody touching them. It's like, man, please go entertain at a shop. This is one thing about football that pisses me off, and I hate to say it like that. I'm sorry, Sports City, but it's like you're going to sit here and wait 
to the end of July or the first two weeks of August to try to bring him in and learn the playbook then. It's like, no, get him now so y'all can learn the playbook and get that chemistry down and start running and, and work the offense the right way, not like, oh, by week five he's getting it. Like, no, it's crazy. That's the one thing I don't like. But but I, I guess teams have their makeup already made. So, But I definitely would entertain both, uh, Zeke and, and uh, Dalvin. If they were to get one of them, I'd be happy. But I know Detroit, is, they stuck on the running back that they got right now. You just made you just made an interesting uh, mentioned an interesting name too because the other night we talked about Buffalo needing help at the running back position to hopefully take some some pressure off of Josh Allen and I said they'd have to be able to be willing to hand the ball to him but if Dalvin Cook goes to Miami if I were the Buffalo Bills I would entertain I would put some serious consideration to Zeke Elliott as well uh, just because I I do think that. Uh, the Buffalo Bills have to do something at the running back position. I said this the other night. I think that yards per carry, I think they're fine at the running back position, but they don't believe in those guys. So they don't hand the ball to them at crunch time. And so then you got Josh Allen either forcing things or trying to play hero ball. And, you know, you mentioned the game against the Titans a couple of seasons before last on Monday Night Football where he got tackled short. And so they're not trusting their running backs. Um, at times when that could take some pressure uh, off of Allen and off of that passing game and present a legitimate threat to where, uh, you know, guys have to cheat up a little bit or maybe it makes the receivers' jobs a little bit easier, like Diggs and Davis and those guys. Uh, If they don't believe in Cooks or Singletary or anybody they have in that building, uh, if, if you can't get Dalvin Cook, I would at least kick the tires on Zeke Elliott if I'm the Buffalo Bills. Because that window is that window is closing in Buffalo quickly. So you're going to go get Dalvin Cook to take carriage away from his brother. That's going to work really work That's out what really I was about well to in say. Buffalo. His brother's there. Well, his brother's <laughs> not getting a ton of carries in the first place, and his brother's more of a That's scat back than a straight the between the tackle. The offensive coordinator is a clown. You see, the offensive coordinator is a clown. Remember, Brian Daybo left, and suddenly Josh Allen. Look like um, he's starting to resemble John, the, the early Josh Allen. Bad decisions, um, trying to play hero ball. That's on the offensive coordinator. That's not on the quarterback. He he can't. He's not going to hand the ball off if they don't call plays. They don't call plays because the offensive coordinator is in love with it. With he can do everything. This is why uh, Greg Roman had to go in Baltimore because you're sitting there saying throw past the ball, man. Throw a pass, and Greg Roman's called up running plays for Lamar. If your offensive coordinator would call up some damn running plays, they'd run the ball. It's not about they don't believe in this. It's about the offensive coordinator is so, so, I lost the word, um, infatuated with what Josh Allen could do that they're literally stunting his career and his, and his growth as a quarterback. And that's on the offense coordinator and the head coach. I'm sorry. That's on them. We want to blame blame these guys and say, well, he ain't doing this, he ain't doing that. They can only run the plays that are called. They can only run the plays that are called. No, I agree with um, you. We're supposed to have thing. seven minutes. Have this thing just went to 36. Did somebody add time? Say that again? I'm looking at the screen. It said we should have seven minutes. I put this up for 90 minutes. Now it's telling me we got 36 minutes left. 
You can stop it whenever you want to. Don't you worry about a thing. You're okay. Just relax. Time okay. is a wrap. Okay. Don't you worry right, so about we got, you, know, we got huh? you know they call you know they call me timeless for a reason, right? Yeah, but I gotta let my dog out. Okay, fine. Well then you can shut it down whenever you close out. Do what you gotta do. If you guys want to stay, you guys can stay, but I gotta take my no, dog no, out. no, 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 we we don't no. Do what you have to do. You're good. Uh, okay. Uh, so Mike, we got five minutes left. So do your host thing. Go, go ahead. You got other things to throw out there, Tan? Any other topics you want to put out there on the table tonight? No, I'm good, man. It's uh, good talking to you guys. Um, I'm eating solid food again, so I'm gonna take the dog out and I might go eat something. <laughs> Uh, so TP, you want TP? You got anything else you want to serve up tonight? A hot topic to put on the spoon? No, yeah. At least I, I didn't miss the Dalvin Cook talk, so at least I'm I'm happy with that. Not just it's just stunning that they released him. I, I just feel bad for well, I feel good and bad for Minnesota. I feel good that he's out of the north, so good, fine. Get rid of him, but I feel bad that they didn't get nothing back. Like like y'all ain't want a piece back, not even a, a water gun. Like just said bye, like. Hey, whatever y'all want to do, if y'all really think Kirk Cousins could win the, the North and get y'all to the playoffs again, then do it. it. It's all him and Jefferson now, so we will see. Yo, listen, if I'm going to get a water gun, I want the super soaker, like the the power, like the super, you know, pumping up blast. You want that John ja Morant like, gun? Listen, I want something I can pressure wash the house with. Like, <laughs> But, no, I mean, the only thing that I can think of, when it comes to that is, is he going to, you know, this team's defense was terrible this past season. It's going to take some, it's going to take some resources to rebuild that defense. You want to keep Justin Jefferson around. Kirk Cousins is not that guy. So they're going to have to invest again in the next year as a quarterback position. So at the end of the day, maybe they felt like they were not going to have the uh, funds or the availability to keep him long-term and do what else they needed to do to try to rebuild that franchise. I don't know, but it does blow my mind that they got nothing back for him. Um, and I, I, in some ways, I kind of feel the same way. In some ways, I kind of feel the same way about Hopkins, though. You know, the other guy we were just talking about early on in the show. Uh, you got a guy that uh, makes that kind of impact when he's on the field, and you don't even get a piece back, not even a pick or nothing. Like, and you just let him go. It kind of leaves me scratching my head. Serious, you got something else you want to serve up tonight? You know, honestly, man, I I, I think I'm good. Um, I, I definitely uh, enjoy talking with you guys tonight. Um, you know, there's a couple other football stuff we could talk about, but I, I'll save that for, for another time when, you know, uh, Clark got moved from the Kansas City Chiefs uh, to the Denver Broncos, so that's going to be fun to talk about. Um, the the emergence of, you know, the quarterback, Bryce Young, you know, obviously, you know, got listed as QB1. Um, so we could talk about, um, you know, what's going to happen with, with the rest of the rookie quarterbacks. But we'll, we'll save that for another time. 
Uh, Yankees got the split tonight. They're playing the Chicago White Sox. Lost the first one, six to five. Won the second one, three nothing. Um, and then you guys already alluded to the Golden Knights about to break out the broom on the Cinderella Panthers uh, in, in HL, man. You know, there's a lot to talk about, but we, we we can wrap it up for tonight. All right, man. So with that being said, uh, much respect to my co-host Chan tonight for showing up as well, uh, tonight and, and tapping us up with us. Serious, man, before you get out of here, man, you know how to do this. Give us a plug and a close up before we uh, – Close the doors here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, it's your boy Sears up in that 412 and the 703, man. Such a privilege and an absolute pleasure to be here with you, gentlemen. Like I said before, shout out to the homie Chandler, uh, getting himself back healthy, man, getting himself back up right on the on his good two feet, man. Um, I tell you what, man, we battle, we yell, we fuck, we cuss at the end of the day. It's a brotherhood that we built here, and you know I would take a I would take a bullet for any one of these gentlemen, maybe besides Barry. You know what I'm saying? I, I maybe don't want shooting that Barry. What's <laughs> that? You know, man. I'll catch you guys on the next one. I appreciate you, serious. Thank you for stopping by and chopping up with us on Roundtable Gumbo. Uh, TP, I'm gonna go ahead and my clothes, and then I'm gonna defer to you, man, the head honcho, to 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 bring it home for us tonight, man. But. Uh, once again, man, PHI Apparel, check them out. Use promo code CHEFS at checkout. Get your 15% off, man. Uh, check out everything we got going on, sportscitychefs.com, blogs, websites, everything else. Remember, you can listen to us on all your smart devices. we got the college cookout every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. is uh, timeless, hosting the timeless Sunday morning brunch. And I've been had the pleasure and the privilege to be alongside for the last couple of years. Look forward to doing it for many more with you, my brother. Without you, I wouldn't be here, man. I have all the love and respect for you and uh, respect for all the other chefs out there as well. And say in Louisiana, man, laissez les bons en roulet. And TP, man, you know what it is. Bring us home as we shut the doors. Um, this this is kind of like personal. Please, Detroit, go get one of those monsters because there's at least three of them that we can use right now, at least Zeke, Dalvin, or D-Hop, one of them could come to Motown, please, just one. I really want D-Hop, but if we could get Zeke, I will not be mad at that at all. Dalvin's a, a, a hair on fire running back. Either one of them I'm, I'm happy with, and it would be great to get Dalvin so he could play his old team two times. That that would, Why can't we do that? It's always the Lions get rid of somebody, and they're playing against his former team, and he's going crazy. Now, I, I want to do that to somebody for once in my life, so – that's a personal jab, dig, however you want to look at it, with the pun intended. Sports City, check us out, man, throughout the week. We got stuff coming around, and definitely uh, with the summer coming and getting ready to get to that college season, we'll have the Saturdays opening back up with some college sports, too. Just got to get that flow back going back in this building. That is for sure. Sports City, you already know, stay focused, continue to be safe out here and out where I am. It's smoke everywhere, so please, the air quality may hurt you, but we'll be strong, get through this. You know how we got to do, persevere. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again, and if they don't know, now they know.